Instead, let's take a passion to this sheets and just go crazy. You can be as wild as you want that night. You ain't gotta be a lady. All right, welcome back. It has been a few weeks since I last potted. Specs on, you know, we about to get into some she. But, you know, I try to make sure I'm looking the part for y'all. After a few weeks off, I try to come in here looking, you know, decent, you know. I ain't get to get the cut, you know. <sighs> you know, it just ain't worked out just yet. But, gonna be back on point. And I'm gonna just keep it real with y'all before I even pick up my phone and read to y'all what I want to read to y'all. It's been a lot of nasty shit just going on. Like a lot of nasty shit. And we're going to get into it, but it's just been real nasty lately and I have not wanted to pod. I know it may not sound good, but it's because shit ain't been good. Things have been really, really icky, nasty, disgusting, gross with all of the things going on in all of the schools and the supermarkets and everything else. It's been really bad. And so we're going to get into it. Uh, but first, our lead story today, because it's going to be a little bit of a wild one. I'm going to try to do this quick, but there's a lot to unpack. It's been a minute. And so I'm going to start with something that is dear to me and may not necessarily be the biggest story at the moment. Um, but it's something that I've discussed here before briefly and something that has expanded since our last time together. And so I really want to discuss it and just talk to y'all a little bit about it. Really more of an update than anything else. And so let's just jump right in. So y'all know what time it is. This is Politics as Usual. That's right. Oklahoma is wilding out again. About two weeks ago, Oklahoma passed probably the nation's strictest abortion law. I'm saying probably. Don't kill me in the comments. And so I'm going to pull up an article here. This one is by NPR. We're going to get into it. To be clear, this is NPR.org, but there are plenty of other uh Websites, news publica <clears throat> news publications that have discussed it and have shed light on the topic. And uh, I'm going to just get right into it. So the headline reads, Oklahoma governor signs the nation's strictest abortion ban. It is real nasty out here. This article is from May 26. And... Uh, we're going to get right into it. Oklahoma City, Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt on Wednesday signed into law the nation's strictest abortion ban, making the state the first in the nation to effectively end availability of the procedure. It's just not available. They go into different things about why it was passed. And how Texas has a similar law that was passed last year. I'm trying to skip ahead and make this quick. We got a lot to get to today. And so there's a quote from him saying that he promised when he was governor, he would sign 
quote, I promised Oklahoma's Oklahomans that as governor, I would sign every piece of pro-life legislation that came across my desk. And I am proud to keep that promise today. That's what the governor said. Uh, there's more, but we're going to skip ahead. I want to talk a little bit about the, what it, what it uh, does allow, who it allows to be uh, given the procedure. Here we go. So here it says, uh, the only exceptions in the Oklahoma law are to save the life of a pregnant woman or if the pregnancy is the result of rape or incest that has been reported to law enforcement. The bill specifically authorizes doctors to remove a quote, dead unborn child caused by spontaneous abortion, end quote, or miscarriage or to remove an ectopic pregnancy, a potentially life-threatening emergency that occurs when a fertilized egg implants outside of the uterus, often in a fallopian tube and in early pregnancy. The law also does not apply to the use of morning after pills such as plan B or any type of contraceptive. Well, thank Horace for that. Two of Oklahoma's four, wow, only four, shit. Two of Oklahoma's four abortion clinics already stopped providing abortions after the governor signed a six-week ban earlier that month. It says this month, but we in June now, so that month. Ah, oh, it's interesting. It says, with the state's two remaining abortion clinics expected to stop offering services, it is unclear what will happen to women who qualify under one of the exceptions. Wow, so doctors... It says here that doctors will be empowered to decide which women qualify and that those abortions will be performed in hospitals. Okay, so I guess that's the answer there. But providers and abortion rights activists warn that trying to prove qualification could prove difficult and even dangerous in certain, certain, certain circumstances. Certain circumstances, certain circumstances, certain circumstances, certain circumstances. That was a little bit of a tongue twister for me there. So it's already passed, uh, and it's it's off to the races, as they say. Uh, the third the third Oklahoma bill is to take effect this summer and would make it a felony to perform an abortion punishable by up to ten years in prison. That bill contains no exceptions for rape or incest. Yikes! So if it's not approved by their very strict measures then it's over. I guess we could take these off for a quick second. More to read, but y'all don't need to see glare in your face the whole time. Yo, Oklahoma's wallet. Something that article didn't say, but another article I read said was that this also applies to many native women who live in Oklahoma. Oklahoma has a large amount of natives living there, and this would apply to them too, which is interesting because uh. It's my understanding, and maybe I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, feel free to put it in the comments, but it's my understanding that natives don't follow the same type of laws as the rest of us, for lack of a better term. I think that's really interesting because 
how in the hell are, are the natives supposed to be doing this? They don't follow the same things from my understanding. And so what happens if a native decides that they need one? And yeah, I think what the end of the article said is right. It's really tricky once you're saying that it's up to a doctor and you have to kind of plead your case to the doctor. Because if you have a doctor who's just simply against it, it don't matter what the fuck you say. They're just going to say no. And so I don't know. I mean, I guess I do know I should say, but it seems that the governor has a very clear agenda in Oklahoma and that he is set out to do whatever quote unquote pro-life things uh, fit his agenda. He said in the quote I read that he will pass every pro-life bill that is put in front of him. And that is crazy. Uh, I feel very bad for all of the women in Oklahoma and uh, there's a hashtag that says stay out of NYC. Maybe they got to start a hashtag that says stay out of Oklahoma because that shit is foul. And it's kind of like Oklahoma is declaring war on women. And that might sound extreme, but when you take away options and choices, that's not freedom. That is restriction. And I guess the way in one way you could even look at it as discrimination. Uh, again, I've said here multiple times, I'm not trying to pander. And if you want to say I'm pandering, great. I don't give a fuck. But women should always be able to choose. I've said this many times as all of these topics have continued to come up because all of these states are passing laws to ban abortions and restrict women and their choices. I don't agree with this. Once again, I think this is super foul. Once again, and women, I'm really sorry because women go through way too much shit for this to be something that they have to go to go through continuously. Part of the article also stated that there were people coming from Texas to Oklahoma because of Texas law that passed last year. And so now no one knows what's even going to happen with the people from Texas who are coming to get abortions. Y'all might have to go two, three states over. And then who knows how that's going to work. This is just foul and really, really skeptical shit, in my opinion. I don't understand why this is okay. I don't understand how so many people could be behind it. And for him to say, like, he's straight up signing every pro-life piece of law that comes in front of him, that is crazy. Like, so there is no, no balance. There is no uh, fairness. There is no... Uh, uh, urge to serve your people as as a politician, as a representative of the people, it means he's just got his agenda and he's locked in with the constituents who he feels he should cater to, should pander to. Um, and that's pretty dangerous in my opinion. But that's a topic for another time. Now, let's talk about all the things that have been going on. There have been lots and lots of shootings in the last couple weeks. It's a big part of why I did not pod. It was draining. It's really sad from people in supermarkets to small children in schools and everything in between. It has been disgraceful out here. And so I have been sitting out because I didn't want to come up here and speak about mass shooting. I don't even want to use that term. I didn't want to speak about shooting after shooting, situation after situation, death after death. 
There's been lots of death, and I did not want to come in here and discuss all of that. And so what I will discuss is, very briefly, the Protect Our Kids Act is done in the House, and it now moves to the Senate. And now, hopefully, this will be uh, moved forward. It's a package. It includes lots of different things. There's lots of negotiations going on with both parties, and who knows where this will end up. But uh, there's a lot to digest when it comes to this. Um, but these shootings continue to happen and they don't seem to be slowing down. And so I will say for now, because as this continues, the, as we continue to see things happen with the Protect Our Kids Act, perhaps I'll have more to say. But for now, because I don't want to say anything while it's a pending, uh, while the process is still happening, it's pending. I don't want to say too much while it's still going on. I don't want to criticize or seem to be putting it down. I don't want to seem like a pessimist. I prefer to come off as optimistic for now because I am optimistic. I still have lots to say about all of this gun stuff. I still have lots to say about all of the shootings. Uh, but for now, let's just focus on something positive that has come out of all of this. Hopefully, they will pass this and the semi-automatic weapons... Uh, will be harder to acquire, and uh, these things will happen less. Uh, I personally don't think this is about semi-automatic weapons. When people are leaving manifestos, it speaks to a larger point. But again, this is a step in the right direction. This is a positive thing. Hopefully it passes. Uh, as we learn more, I will say more. And now, this is kind of a bridge between two of my topics. We're gonna get to what C-19 ruined, but before that, let's talk a little bit about politicians. Just one more, I know it's getting heavy. I'm gonna try to wrap it up. But did you guys know that in a lot of states now, including New York and New Jersey, to get a PCR C-19 test, you have to have medical insurance? It's no longer free for everyone. Everyone cannot get a test. Did y'all know that? And also, did y'all know that this is happening while cases are on the rise? I'm only asking questions. I just wanna know if y'all know those two things are happening simultaneously, because they are. I just wanna know if y'all know I'm not going to chime in on it. I just want to know, do y'all know that these two things are happening at the same time? Cases are going up. People are now catching COVID second and third times, vaxxed or not. And you can't get a PCR test if you don't have insurance. Did y'all know that? Please put it in the comments and let me know if y'all know that. If you knew that prior to this video, because... I just want to know, is this something that everyone knows? One. And two, are y'all okay with this? Let your boy know. And now I got to throw the specs back on for just a moment. Just a moment. Uno momento. Is it just me? Or did C-19 ruin the movies? Don't get me wrong. I know Spider-Man did crazy numbers. And I know someone broke the Guinness Book of World Records watching it almost 300 times. 
But y'all remember the movies, though? Y'all remember before C-19, when you would just catch a flick, when there were just tons of movies coming out, and you could just go and enjoy it, and you ain't really care who was sitting next to you? You ain't want people sitting next to you, let's be clear. But you didn't really care if they did. And then C-19 hit, and there were no movie theaters. And there were no new movies. And the movies that were supposed to come out got pushed back, pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. Yo, there's a ton of movies that were supposed to come out right before C-19 hit. Or around the time of lockdowns. Or 2020 summer. That never even came out. In fact, I was speaking to someone and they were like, man, you know, I don't know what happened to the Minion movie. I was supposed to take my nieces to see it eons ago. I haven't heard a peep about it. It was supposed to come out right before, right around the same time as lockdowns. That movie now comes out July 1st. It's been crazy. If you're a person like me who loves the movies, loves the essence the ambiance, the feel of going to the big screen and getting the popcorn and ices and whatever else you like. It's been real out here. Real hard. Really challenging. I mean, shit, even 007 got pushed back like a motherfucker. I mean, Amazon bought, never mind. But, sheesh. It's been crazy for moviegoers. I mean, even seeing Spider-Man when that came out. I went with my daughter and we were like, man, this shit is sold out. Elbow to elbow. No more two seats uh, skipped. No more signs that say can't sit here. Nah. Elbow to elbow like a packed rush hour train. And it's weird. It's weird. It ain't too many movies like that either. I mean, after Spider-Man, I want too many movies like that. I mean, I seen Doctor Strange. And that was like that the first time I saw it. I seen it a couple times. But just like, it's really nasty out here. Like, maybe it's me. But I feel like C-19 ruined the movies. It's not exciting anymore. It's weird now when you want to go because it's like, How's it going to be when I go? Like the person next to you could be coughing the whole movie and maybe they ain't got that thing. But it's still like, damn, I'm mad uncomfortable now. You coughing all next to me before you might have just been like, ah, oh, man, you coughing. you, Man, you need some Robitussin or something? You on your Drake? <laughs> I think I need some Robitussin. Is that it? Now it's like, oh, no, this person. They were coughing the whole two hours. You might have to go get. You got those house rapid tests they sent everybody? Y'all got those? You can't even really feel comfortable. And then, like, the blockbuster movies ain't been coming out. Because they worried. And they should be. I'm going to shoot them a little bit of bail. They should be. There's been huge blockbuster movies that came out and didn't really do anything. Some of them were quality films. But people aren't really going to the movies like that. No matter what the AMC stock is or is not doing. Don't really matter. It's been crazy, man. I think C-19 ruined the movies. And I think we're still, still hurting from it. 
because there's tons of movies that have been pushed back. There's tons of movies that had to stop filming. I mean, even in the WandaVision show, and I know I'm getting a little nerdy here, but there were things that they had to completely change and take out because of C-19 and being able to film specific ways. Doctor Strange was supposed to be at the end of uh, WandaVision. A lot of people don't even know that. It's a little, little G2 knowledge for you right there. You know what I'm saying? This ain't even the G2 podcast, but you know I got to get my nerd shit out too sometimes. You know I mean, sexual and intellectual, knowledgeable. Forget about it. Anyway, I think C-19 ruined the movies, man. Do y'all agree? Because I really think it did. Like, I was looking at July and August to see what's coming out. Like, what's the blockbuster hits? And maybe they're going to put them out on the sneak tip. Maybe they're waiting, like, a couple weeks out to really tell us what's coming. But there ain't nothing crazy coming out. Am I wrong? Like, tell me. Tell me what y'all think. I think C-19 ruined the movies. Y'all let me know. All right, let's wrap it up. It's a little warm for this sweater. It's not the coldest outside right now. It's kind of warm. And so I want to wrap this up. Let's wrap it up strong, though. And so there's a company called Honey Pot. For those who don't know, you could look it up. And the Honey Pot has been going through a lot of drama the last couple weeks. It actually started before my last pod. And I wasn't sure if I wanted to report on it or not. And so I guess it was around the same time I would have recorded had I recorded on time a couple weeks ago. And so Honeypot, the Honeypot, they've been going through a lot. It's a Black-owned brand uh, that does a lot of different products that were seem to be natural products, women-based products. Uh, I'm not a person who buys their products. I have nothing against their products. I'm just not very knowledgeable on their products. But a lot of things came out. Apparently, they changed some of the ingredients. There was a lot of hoopla surrounding it. And then uh, people started coming out the woodwork talking about them. And you know, the internet is gonna internet, right? Like cats gonna talk because they can. And a lot of us like to give social commentary, including me. And that's cool. But sometimes... You got to shut the fuck up. And so the co-founders of the company went and did an interview on The Breakfast Club to try to address some of the things, change some of the things that are being said, or rather just give their perspective and clear the air. And I respect that. And it's an interesting interview. You should check it out. Breakfast Club did not sponsor this, but I brought all of this up to talk about this topic. This company sells products for feminine hygiene. They have wipes, they have washes, they have other products, but I'm focusing on those specifically right now because that is what I saw a lot of people talking about. A lot of people, more specifically, People that look like me. What does that mean? It means men. Men. M-E-N. Men. I've seen a lot of men chiming in on this honeypot thing. Why are men in women's business? 
I don't fucking know. I don't get it. There were influencers, quote unquote celebrities. Everybody and their mama wanted to chime in. And what's more interesting to me is, why are you all in Shorty's business? People were putting up posts that said women need to learn how the vagina works. Huh? And sure, I'm sure that there's a demographic, there's a group of women who may not be the most knowledgeable when it comes to the type of things that help the health of their vagina. Help them stay in the right pH levels and do the things that are helpful and not harmful. Sure, those women exist somewhere, but fellas, 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 it's not for you to do that. I'm not going to come up on here and tell women, hey, you should or should not douche. I'm not going to come up on here and tell women, you should or should not use wipes. I'm not going to come on here and tell women that they should or should not use feminine wash. Why do y'all feel it's okay for y'all to do it? I don't know. But what I do know is, as I saw men speaking about women and what they should do with their vagina and what their vaginas can and cannot do and what they should and should not be worried about and how products don't... I mean, they were saying shit like, if you can't clean yourself without those products, you don't like... Basically, like, challenging women's womanhood and shit. Saying that women's hygiene is suspect if they need to rely on those products. Yo, men have a lot of fucking nerve. It's crazy sometimes. Like, really wild shit that you fix your mouth to say. I don't know how they do it. And so, I thought I would read an article that a friend sent me. A friend of mine that knows I do this podcast, she sent me an article weeks and weeks ago before this honeypot thing happened and i thought maybe just maybe if i read this article it may be helpful to all of the men out there who want to tell women what to do maybe if you learned a little bit about the vagina you might be better off and before i read it i just want to say a lot of my friends, scratch that. Let me not make it personal. Yo, dudes, hygiene is not super spectacular around the nation. You really think we should be speaking about women's hygiene? Y'all ever look at the seat before you... Never mind. Let me... Let's get to the article. Because... It just been a lot. All right, let's do it. This article is by My Joy Online. My Joy Online. And this one is called Six Fascinating Facts About Vaginas That Every Woman Should Know. But remember, fellas, I'm reading it because I think you should probably know. <laughs> 
Fact number one. The vagina is self-cleaning. I hope y'all see me blinking through these motherfucking frames. And according to Dr. Greaves, the vagina is sometimes compared to a self-cleaning oven. The bacteria in the vagina includes good bacteria. They work something like a robot vacuum. She says, quote, it just takes care of your vagina. If you have the appropriate amount of, I'm going to put it on the screen because I don't know how to pronounce this word, but it is the good bacteria in the vagina. It's able to combat the bad bacteria and yeast that could overgrow otherwise. We're going to keep it going. Okay. And you know what? I, I see there's another sentence. I'm going to let dudes know. Fellas, check it out. The vagina also sheds its outermost cells to clean itself, flushing them out in discharges and mucus. Because, you know, people wanted to say women had different things happening in their vagina and they're gross. And so this is a natural part of the process, fellas. Fact number two, you can't actually lose anything in your vagina. I guess they wanted to, I'm not going to read all this, but they wanted to address some of the things that people say when they say, you know, I lost a cucumber or I lost something in my vagina. And so you can't lose it. It says here at the end, you can't lose a tampon or anything in there because it stops at the quote unquote dead end. For most women, she says, that's the cervix, the lower part of the uterus, which typically opens only during childbirth. In a hysterectomy, the back of the vagina is sewn closed, so it's still a dead end. So you can't lose nothing in there, fellas. Nothing. Fact number three, and this is a good one. The vagina and vulva are not the same thing. Cats probably don't even know these words. That's the sad part, but I'm going to keep reading anyway. OBGYNs say they often hear their patients confusing the two. Quote, I still have women come in the office and say that their vagina hurts when they mean their vulva. Quote, people just use one term for the entire area. Another doctor agrees. She says, no one uses the term vulva, but the vagina is completely internal. Anything you see is the vulva. And so there it is. Fact number four, we got to keep it moving. The depth of the vagina increases during arousal. I'm going to say it again. The depth of the vagina increases during arousal. When she's turned on, it gets deeper, depth, deeper, deeper. Most women aren't aware of this, but, quote, during arousal, there is increased blood flow to the genitalia, she explains. It's also, it also lengthens in order to accommodate biologically. That's why we have sex. In general, the aroused vagina is longer and a little more dilated than the non-aroused vagina, she adds. Longer and more dilated. 
Fact number five, your vagina is not supposed to be odor-free. Fact number five, your vagina isn't supposed to be odor-free. Despite the frequent use of douches and other feminine deodorizing products, Straitcher, Straitcher, I think it's Straitcher, Straitcher points out that, quote, it's normal for a vagina to have a scent. Quote, it's normal for the vagina to have a light scent. However, a strong foul odor or quote-unquote fishy smell could be the sign of an infection, such as bacterial vaginosis, the most common vaginal infection in women and should prompt a trip to the doctor, she says. And and so are y'all clear? It's supposed to have a little flavor on it, baby. It's supposed to have a little seasoning on it. Not supposed to smell like Dove soap. This is not an ad. But I'm just letting y'all know what it says here, what women doctors, what OBGYNs are saying. Dudes be acting like they know shit. Oh, man, I don't know. The quote-unquote fishy smell, no, something's wrong. But it ain't supposed to be odor-free. Last and not least, and this one is great to have last. Just like, oh, I didn't read the fact. I got so excited. (laughs) Fact number six, vaginas and vulvas come in all shapes and sizes. I'm going to say that one more again for the people in the back. Vaginas and vulvas come in all shapes and sizes. Y'all probably can't see that. I'll put it on the screen. Vaginas and vulvas come in all shapes and sizes. Just like other body parts, every vulva and vagina looks slightly different. Quote, many women feel self-conscious about the appearance of the vulva, but they shouldn't, Wilder says. Vulvae come in all different shapes and sizes. There's a wide range of normal. Another doctor agrees, noting that the labia, the folds of skin around the vaginal opening, can be longer in some women and asymmetrical. That means they ain't even, player. Sometimes them things ain't even. It ain't perfect symmetry. You know, it ain't straight up. It's uneven, but it's normal. They look different. Cats be talking about pretty vaginas, ugly vaginas. Oh, man. Let me take these specs off. Oh, man. Her lips is looking crazy. I don't know what's going on. There's too much under the hood. It's ugly. It's worn out. Oh, she must be a whole look at her vagina. I hope that this was educational because that was the purpose of this one. Okay? I hope so. Because y'all so busy worried about whether they use honey pot or not. I want to know in the comments how many of y'all honestly knew all six of those facts. Y'all probably going to lie. It don't even matter. I just hope that y'all internalize that internal like the vagina so the next time you get into some external activities y'all have a little more knowledge the next time some women shit is popping up in the news maybe you'll zip the lip maybe your twitter fingers won't be so quick to say some wild shit
for the clicks, for the views, for the likes, for the comments. It's okay to shut the fuck up sometimes. Perhaps men should not be worried about women and their bodies so much. It's hot. I'm taking this sweater off. I'm out. Hopefully I'll be back next week. Thank you. I know this pod is much longer than these usually are, but it been a minute. I got a lot on the mental and I wanted to share a lot with y'all. I hope you found this of value. I hope this was helpful, informative, entertaining, educational, one or all of the above. And I hope to see y'all next week. Later!